Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Underrated. Uh, no, I need that like eight, that 90s voice. That. Welcome to Underrated. 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 Favorites. Gonna make you move. Gonna make you sweat. Gonna, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're going for and still ill. It was. I mean, well, it was ill then, but welcome. Welcome to Underrated Favorites. Movies you might have missed. On this podcast, we take a look at movies that you might have missed. They're not necessarily cult movies, but more so they're movies that are more than 10 years old or exactly Mm -hmm. 10 years older or older. Um, And we believe they are slept on for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, We are going to be revisiting and reexamining movies to decide whether we are going to have take a moment to give them the flowers that they deserve or give them their also well-deserved roasting. Um, so if you happen to be unfamiliar with the movie that we are talking about, we do a little rundown where it's spoiler-free. We give it a rating, uh, and then we give you a warning to like either bounce and watch the movie or stick around because we're going to get into it Rooster, would you like to tell the people what the movie for our 10th episode is? Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. We're doing Euro Trip, Dominique, and I am very, very, very excited about this. Um, kind of give some background on the film here. Uh, Euro Trip is a raunchy teen comedy uh, released in February of 2004. It was written and directed by Jeff Schaefer. It follows these four group of teens: Scotty, uh, Jenny, Jamie, and Cooper, played by Scott Mecklowitz, Jacob Pitts, Michelle Trachenberg. Hey, shout out to the Trach God, Travis Webster, uh, Jessica Bors, Christina Kruk. And a brief iconic uh, appearance by Matt, Matt Damon, Damon and Lucy Lawless of yes. uh, Xena Warrior Princess fame. The movie had a budget of $25 million, but only made $20.8 million at the U.S. box office. Yikes. Uh, it has a 6.6 on IMDb and a 47 on Rotten Tomatoes. And as of taping this podcast, it is currently streaming on Paramount+. Plus. So before we spoil everything, we like to go through our ranking system for anyone who's new for the pod. So Dominique, break down how we rank these films. So our ranking system is a five-tier system at the Tippy tippy top, we have underrated favorites. Hot shit. This film deserves its flowers and we're gonna give them. This movie is elite Mm -hmm. and why more people haven't seen it is a travesty to the universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, One notch down, we have the good but slept on movie. Um, Yeah, this movie is a solid watch. It's a banger. But for some reason, you know, it just didn't catch on. And we'll talk about it. Why it didn't. Um, Middle, in the mid-tier slot, we have historically mid. So this film didn't catch fire, probably because there were just simply better things out at the time. um, Or some other, like, arbitrary reason that doesn't have anything to do with the film itself. Um, But it's definitely worth your attention. Um, And then the second to bottom tier, we have a good, bad movie. This movie is bad to most 
but also rings off in the hearts of a few movie-watching folks who love watching it and talking about it. And then at the very, very, very bottom, we have the certified flop. <laughs> uh, this movie is all and out bad, and that's likely the reason no one's watching it or talking about it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. We just rewatched. Mm-hmm. We're drinking absinthe with our producer, Chibi. That's right. Cheers. Just in, and uh, if you've seen the movie, you know. We're, we're not going to talk. We're not going to get into it just yet because no, this no. is a spoiler-free section. But so uh, this warning, this pod may dissolve into an acid trip. I'm just yeah. joking. Absinthe. Absinthe uh, trip. <laughs> um, so with that really big sip that you just did, Roost, where does Euro Trip fall on our scales for you. Okay, so I was looking at our ranking system and I thought really, really long and hard about it. Mm. In my heart of hearts, this is an underrated favorite of mine, but I can't call it an underrated favorite because it's not one of these really elite movies. This is a movie with mm. a lot of problems that we'll get into, <laughs> like a, a dozen, dozens and dozens of problems. But I love this movie, and it, and I don't know anyone who has seen this movie who doesn't, doesn't love, love it. it. So mm. I'm gonna say it is a favorite of some sort. Good, <laughs> bad movie. Oh, yeah, it's it's bad. Like I mean, when you really, we'll talk about. I'll kind of defend the rating, but I'm gonna say it's mm-hmm. like elite, elite, good, bad. In that this is not a good movie, but damn it. When it's on, you're hype. You know the Sc- Scotty Doesn't Know song. You kind of don't remember parts of the film because of just the way that it operates. Mm. But uh, it's really not about the plot. It's just about the hijinks. And, like, the hijinks are elite. They are elite. Uh, how about you? How do you rank this film? I definitely agree with you that this movie is kind of bad. <laughs> um, as, But I think, like, it's... That's the thing is, I don't think it's a bad movie because all of the bad parts are on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like... And we'll get into exactly what they're commenting on when we get past our, like, spoiler guard. But um, that's why it's hard for me to say that it's a good, bad movie. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to put it at, um, see, like, I just feel like... Like, it's not historically mid, right? It's not historically mid. Because it's so mid. good, but it's I also... I want to put it in the middle, like, but it doesn't deserve that spot. Like, and it's not good, um, but slept on. Like, there's it's not, better... Um, like... In terms of quality of movie, you are getting what you paid for with yes, Euro Trip. Yes, It's, I, I mean, Actually, historically... Good, yeah. bad. <laughs> like, Tweak I it. Put it. It's a 2.5. There's so many caveats for this film. <laughs> for real. I'm really going to have to like put it like it's like firmly between a good, bad movie and historically mid because it's definitely that like it has its problems, but worth your attention. This movie is never a bad time. And it's hilarious. Like, and it is hilarious. Like this and it doesn't matter like the type of person you are. There's something in there for you to, I'd say like this, 
movie is basically like the ultimate sketch show kind made of, yeah. into a movie. Yeah, yeah. Like that it is a sketch show movie. You don't need to care about the overarching storyline. You can pop in. This is or this is like the like ideal mall movie. Kind like of. where you can watch the scene that's funny to you. You maybe you'll sit down in the food court and watch the whole thing. Maybe you'll get back to shopping. Like who yeah. knows? But it's it's a good time, whether just for a little bit or the whole time. Oh, the whole yeah. Yeah, I'm, so that's I'm where that, I'm gonna have to put it solid two point five. And we gotta how whatever like listeners think whenever we post this and go live, let us know in the comments on our IG page because I'm very curious to hear other like after they hear what we say, like what do y'all think about this? Because like yes. I, there's like, a lot to say. This about movie's this like movie. a four out of five in my heart. Yes, but I can't because it's so hilarious. Like I was cracking up again, like it was the first time rewatching watching it but yeah like i can't it's not like and it's not it's, city of god you know like it's not this well crafted arcing narrative so. but um we're gonna like so that we can actually get into the things this is your last chance if you have not seen euro trip and you want to see it before you hear all of the spoilers we are about to dump so pause and go watch it. It's currently streaming on Paramount Plus. If you're listening to this right now, if not, you know, search it on Google TV or something and see if it's streaming somewhere or if you want to rent it. I feel like it, it would be worth the five dollar rent. Totally. So, but if you want to stick around, we about to get into rewind and pause. So we kind of defended our rankings on this uh, already a little bit, but I, I guess what I want to speak to you about is mm-hmm. what, why is this underrated? Because I think, and Chibi earlier today kind of mentioned this where it was like, oh, I saw a road trip and like, that was cool. And I just never saw a Euro trip, which was weird because like, I feel like both of those films, road trip and Euro trip, they're not like Euro trip is not a sequel to road trip, but, in, it, but in many ways it kind of is it was like and i think that's it's what the also next step yeah. in the thought process that was behind making road trip it was not the next step in the story of those people at right. all at all like yeah. brand new people yes that we meet and so on and so forth so i think that Unless was also Wade kind of is the guy who nah no that's not okay yeah not yeah. connected at all no and maybe road trip will one day do on this pod too because i think that's another another it underrated is, favorite definitely but like this was that perfect timing of 2000s uh you know kids graduating high school uh, American Pie type films. You had like this whole deluge of of new comedy, and I feel like even compared to Road Trip, which I think is more almost like a '90s movie, definitely Euro Trip is sort of like solid 2000s, 2000s energy, and, and 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 also like what was to come. Like rewatching it, I I I think I even mentioned it to you. Like this feels like where pop punk started to get popular. Yes, and it's like he- like the soundtrack for this. Bangs off. Bangs off. Like, and I was like, damn, I didn't even remember how much this soundtrack goes. And that's not even talking about like the whole Scotty doesn't know. We'll get to that later. But uh, 
like yeah like so you have this pop punk movement you have like these young sort of like uh uh actors who i think kind of they felt young it was it's like we started to get a, a little f- f- closer to like age appropriate actors yeah. and like the 90s where they all were like 30 years 30s, old like yeah. i'm 15 and you're like no you're not Relax, Chandler from Friends. Um, Shut up. <laughs> like, Matthew Perry out here catching strays <laughs> from Rooster for no reason. My bad, Matthew. I love you, Matthew. Welcome exactly. on the pod. Um, um, but, no, they definitely felt closer to the... It was... But there's also a lot of inappropriate things for people that are, like, 17 and 18 to mm-hmm. be doing. So it was like a comfortable okay i think these people are mid-20s and we're comfortable with them being in mid-20s because of the shit that they're doing yeah for sure like so that was i'd say it, it was much better on that angle um as far as like this was a deeply problematic American movie. Intentionally. <laughs> Intentionally. Yeah. It was making fun of what America... Dumb Americans when we dumb go Dumb Americans travel. when we're, like, making fun of us when we travel throughout Europe, making fun of, uh, like, the different stereotypes that, like, Americans who are not traveled have, uh, like, the opinions that they have yep. of, of the, the different French countries that and... they want to, like, visit. So, like, that was, um, and it's it's one of those, like, even uh, people in Europe can watch it and, like, laugh at themselves kind of at the time as mm-hmm. well. So, it's like, you know, a unifying moment because we're all idiots kind of, like, you know. For sure. Also, I think this film kind of captures what would later become 2000s comedy in, like, films like... Uh, Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby, or Where Walk it's Hard. Stupid without being potty. Because exactly. 90s was heavy on the potty. Yes, humor. no, absolutely. Um, so the we gross got factor. Rid- yeah, like yeah. we got a rid- like we got away from that, but it's still very lowbrow. Yeah. Like it's just like we can be lowbrow without like having someone accidentally eat shit. Like <laughs> right, right, right. So that's what I think, and I think that's it was perfect, and it's I think it's like uh, perfect for then. And like perfect to be a um, a time capsule. I feel like this movie really is. I agree. It's one thousand percent a time capsule. So what's not working with the film? Uh, twin cest is never okay. <laughs> it was light. It was light. And it, it was, was accidental. So like induced twin zest. Yeah. So no, I mean like, but I don't think that was really like that wasn't even really a problem because all of this like I don't feel like there's anything that doesn't work so much like there are things that are problematic problematic on purpose and, and we we'll can get totally to, get we're all gonna that, get yeah. into like the problematic part but as far as it like not working i feel like every part of this movie did exactly what it set out to do mm-hmm. like so like uh. I, I think there's one thing that doesn't work with the film but i think this is where like i lo- something about movies that i love which is mm-hmm. that like in the film road trip the whole like the vehicle the, you're saying the vehicle the catalyst yeah well yeah the catalyst for like why they're leaving on this road trip is like yo this dude fucked up and see road trip is very signature to the 90s because it's like this dude sent a videotape via mail so he might actually be able to intercept it in time mm. whereas with this film it's also a time capsule like you said because they're like he's it's an email problem it's an early email early email <laughs> it's like yo you couldn't text her my guy like or anything like no because they're sending their email buddies mm-hmm. uh mika and scotty um but the whole like 
I have to l- go find this German pen pal chick that I realize I'm in love with. Um, it's very, it's in a flimsy with. plot to like launch this whole escapade. But I feel like that fits with it, the nonsensical nature of it all. I agree. <laughs> and I think, and there's one really brilliant part about it, which is when Fiona and Scotty break up, the thing that she says that I think was so cutting is she's he's like why why are we breaking up or why you know and at first she's like no it's just that <laughs> it's that. you not me and then she's like oh that's another lie it's so you you're predictable, predictable. yes and it's that thing of like when you're in that stage of youth and you like turn to your parents for answers or you turn to institutions like school and college for answers it's like you don't Cause like don't get me like I think it's also important to like Scotty has like a a bright future. Oh, he yeah. is going to pre-med. be pre-med. He's has like his dad's a doctor, so he has nepotism behind him as well. Yeah. Like he's is the smart choice for like Fiona, not this random like I mean like the the one single they got and <laughs> becomes an international hit, but like this random lead singer well she had plenty of randoms in her life oh she did she was a hoe but um not to shame but yeah no definitely no shaming i'm just saying if you're gonna be a hoe be a smart hoe she did not bet smart she was a lying cheating hoe yeah a lying cheating hoe and she was just done with it she played the game wrong i love when she tells scotty like we need to talk about all the lying and cheating and he looks at her like I never I, cheated. Yeah, on like what are you talking? And then it's like, okay, she, it's me. No, like, no, she said, yeah. and she was like, and no, that's what makes this so hard. <laughs> like, but but that sort of like that, and and I think, and then also it was perfect because she was like what Lois from Smallville. Yeah, she ends she up being was, Lois from Smallville. She was before this, yeah, I think, yeah. or at this at the same time. Like she is very much. She's also Snow White. Like right before this, she is very much in all of her other roles, very wholesome, mm-hmm. and then. She's in the first 15 minutes of this movie, like, getting aired out for being such a hoe. Like, right. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> and and I think I think sometimes I think for people who are like, well, this is sort of like ridiculous. It's like, yes, it's ridiculous. But so is like other films that would come out around the same time. Like the Air Hangover. Force One is. Oh, I, was like, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford, for sure. But like, yeah, like the Hangover. Like, oh, we you know, it's like. That's the whole point of it, but if you just well, sort I think of, the hangover was after this, and I feel like I mean, like this may have been like a precursor hangover, to that. No, yeah, like, this I is think this is a precursor, a precursor. This to is, so much, and it's the same age later. group. It's just like, oh, they're in their thirties now. Yeah, they're still ridiculous, right? Like, <laughs> and this was like a teen quote unquote movie that I think you would see later on with movies like Date Night or mm, Lovebirds, yeah. where it's like, how do the how do the these hijinks sort of Shout unfold? Out Lovebirds, right? We we stand Lovebirds. That's a recent uh, movie. Underrated favorite. You should check out. Um, uh, on Netflix, it's uh, Issa Rae and uh, Camille Nanjiani. Yes, then it's it's wonderful. Um, so, what could have helped this film? You can't ask me that. You answer it because okay. I already said n- nothing doesn't work, so it doesn't need help. I think, I think everything. I like. I mean, like the Pope scene, too far. Like, but no, that's the whole point. Everything in this movie is too far. So, for you, for what didn't work for you, what could have helped? So I think what kind of hurt this movie and in some ways, but also like, I don't think where 
there was this time in the early aughts, post 9-11, where movies were coming out and people just didn't know really what to kind of do because it was like post-Scream. So you had like Bride of Chucky movies. And then you also had like iRobot movies and Day After Tomorrow, which we dig. and. Uh-huh. Love Day After Tomorrow. Yeah, like... I think my favorite... These catastrophe films. Yeah, Yeah, like... And it was like... So comedy wasn't really there yet, I think. And in a a strange way, I don't know if they could have marketed this better. I don't know if they should have just put... Like... Because this film doesn't really have stars like the biggest star was the uh the chick who played harriet the spy as a kid but now she's growing up shout out michelle yeah so i i don't and i don't know if necessarily stars are what you want in this film i don't think that's why i said like i don't think that's something that doesn't work or could fix like actually i feel like it would have derailed it because then they would have had to like i think the biggest star like that is is matt damon and it's awesome he comes in does his thing and then bounces actually i'm gonna push back on that the biggest star in this film is lucy lawless in 2004 because matt damon wasn't it yet yeah yeah yeah, like totally now matt but yeah like at the time it was lucy lawless but even with lucy lawless like she comes in does her thing comes in and has fun and leaves and i feel like that's great for this type of movie like so, but I mean, you feel like is so? Are you saying the thing that could have fixed it was is more stars? Or like, actually, you know what? I think I have the answer right now. What they should have got Joseph Gordon-Levitt to play Scotty, Scotty. because Ew. he hadn't blown up yet. And no, no, it's kind of like that. Or you know who else might have been cool? The Malcolm in the Middle kid, Frankie, Frankie Muniz. Muniz. This like was, he was needs, going through was he? Was he? He this might have been. Right, this is when this he was, was in, in his this dark, days. dark days. <laughs> the dark so. days of Frankie Muniz. <laughs> you we love right. you, Frankie. Yeah, we're so happy you're hey, there now. Keep winning those Formula One races, <laughs> my God. We're Team Frankie. <laughs> but I think it, it needed like that, some like a character. Like if 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 you had Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Pete, where people can say, "Oh, hey, it's that third it's rock that from the kid. kids," yeah. you know, son, kid. Like something like that would have gotten more people to see it and then been like, "Oh, he's like letting his hair down and like this is sort of different." Whereas mm. like with a lot of these no-name actresses. Or an actors, it's kind of like, uh, I, I don't really know or really feel bonded to him. No, I feel like I, I definitely, I see what you're saying and I kind of agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. So I think you, I think you tapped into what could have to made this, uh, movie take off. So let's um, get to the nitty grit of, uh, Problematicville. This may be the, let's just go ahead. Everyone take another sip of your, am I the only one who hasn't finished their absence? Yeah, okay, no, mine's I'm, okay, I'll just shoot the rest of this and then we're going to get into the nitty gritty of everything that is problematic with this movie. Yeah, <laughs> this we now need a music cue for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Chibi. Yes, fairy, we're all taken off. Yes, the, the green fairy is, is taking effect. um so this is one of those interesting things because i feel like sometimes especially with like older generations they complain about like comedy losing its edge because it's like comedy used to be so problematic intentionally for like throughout the 70s 80s 90s and into the early 2000s and i think this is also a time capsule of that because they drop there's a lot of like that teen juvenile homophobia where it's just like, oh, you're that's gay because you want to be on the French Riviera with a French guy. And she's like, I'm a girl. And he's like, yeah, oh, see, but that's still gay. That, I didn't think that was like homophobic. I thought that well, was no, no. And now it would more into tagged. Well, no, I, I was leaning more into her not her being seen as one of the guys right. so that the flip when he's attracted to her later is like. 
Like, it wasn't like, oh, it's like, oh, so it's like, oh, so you're gay. Like, like even when he was like, even when, (laughs) well, no, 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 even when Coop was like, oh, that makes so much sense, Scotty. You're into this random German guy. Good for you. Like, that's not homophobic. (laughs) Like, like, it's not homophobic. It was, I don't know. It was like, like, Coop was was very accepting of his friends. It was on the cusp (laughs) of, of like, yeah, that change. Coop has his adventures at Wundersex with Lucy Lawless, where he basically gets defiled uh, and yeah. and just kind of rolls with it. He's kind of like, don't want to talk knew, about what yeah, happened last he, night. He knew, but also he knew it was his fault. Kinda. True. Well, because he, he didn't, he couldn't speak the safe word because it was written in like German, Austrian, Belgium. <laughs> like it was just made no sense. <laughs> and, but to your point, I think a lot of the problematic stuff, especially when with like the stereotyping of foreign countries, that's and, the main problem, like right. problematic nature of all of this. And it kind of, but and I think also, it speaks like, to laughing, the movie, like rape jokes. There's in the yeah. the the train scenes with that one comedian that I don't like too Fred much. Armiston. Yeah. Um, Early Fred Armiston. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah, so he's like <laughs> pretending to like rape Wanna and molest sexually the, the, the teens because yes. it's like and and it's that that's thing it. and, and they're that's Italian. Very, like, no, it's but that's very the thing, Italian like, that he the, does the, it. The, the traveling is that is the thing that became and, and was, but it just wasn't put out as much. It's very dangerous. Um, being those backpackers, like shit like that happens. So I feel like that was taking it very lightly on purpose, but definitely deeply problematic. Um, and then. I don't know. There's like very um, flippant, like misogyny Mm -hmm. that's happening throughout the whole movie. Like even going back to Michelle's character, Jenny, like, oh, you're one of the guys because if you were a girl, like. Or even the nude beaches they want to go to. Yeah. Like they accidentally go to the nude beach full of all dudes. But also, you know what? Shout out. I want to put an anti probably like they were very forward on the The male nudity. nudity. Yes. There's a lot of female frontal nudity. (laughs) There's a lot of of female frontal nudity in all of these types of movies. This was one of the first ones because it was a thing when I was little. Might be the originator. Not to say that male frontal nudity didn't exist in a film but there's literally a stampede of of flopping dicks and it's not even sexualized they're just floppy dicks they're running yeah Yeah. when they're like they're They're also hanging out on the they're hanging out on the beach beach, too so but it's a bunch of different types different ethnicities different nationalities floppy dicks all around and I love that Mm -hmm. you know Cause shout out for equality. Go on ahead and put a sound effect on that one, Chibi. I don't know. Shout out for Wonderment. equality. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and there's a lot of frontal female nudity in this film yeah, too. Yeah, but, but it, I it's feel like fe- it's, a, it's fair, balanced yeah. out because they also like. Um, I, I just love that scene. Like not for the digs. I mean, if you, you like what you like and you see what you see, but yeah. Um, so diversity scale. As far as diversity, it was the two thousands, man. Yeah, there's like no. I, saw, I think I that beach two? scene no, is I counted, like the closest to being the most diverse. Well, I counted. There was like the uh, woman working at the airport, and then there was the Jamaican Rastafarian. Oh, the hash, Dutch bakery. Dutch bakery. They're not hash. Then they they weren't hash brownies. This is a regular, we're a Dutch, regular bakery. Dutch bakery. Pointing yeah. at a guy and saying you're a bad Rastafarian just crap. Like that was the other thing about this film is like there's so many quotable shit that like later in other 2000s films you would like before the internet before memes and shit mm-hmm. like we used to just quote at each other. Yep. Like me, this film, me and my friends quoted t- 
to this day. Like the, me and my uncle will still go nuts for Manchester United and just scream Manchester United at bars and pretend like we're soccer hooligans because of Euro Trip or like oh scuse scuse like just doing weird dumb shit because of this film. Like it is the 2000s, fucking man. straight up. But yeah, um, let's go into oh, would it be my, remade? I don't think you can remake this, honestly. It's like, well, because it's like now with technology. I feel technology, like they do other things that are problem. People do problematic shit on purpose. I feel like this one could be remade. Um, and But I feel like it would be remade by people who would take it and try and be anti-political and make it very political, like the Aaron Tate, Joe Rogan. I feel like they would make remake this and it would be terrible because it wouldn't be funny. It would this. It would be just them being like offensive and then being like you can't take a joke um like i feel like that's what would happen yeah so it it would need to be in the right hands i feel like it could be made again though i do want to say in terms of remake though there's also something that's so ahead of its time in this film and that's cooper uh working remotely Yes. Cooper works remotely before that shit ever existed and it's part of the joke but it's funny cuz rewatching well, it now. he's not working remotely. Well, he's not working. And he's but, not supposed to he's, he's not supposed, he's supposed to, be to be there. Yeah, but it cracked me up <laughs> a little bit cuz I thought about it. But he does get his work done it. and he ends the movie getting a raise. Yeah. <laughs> and it just totally cracked me up cuz I'm like, damn, like in 2023 that's like it, it reads so differently. Um all right. So, let's kind of I don't know if we want to do quote and react because as I'm looking through it, shit? there's really not. I mean, uh, uh, well, no, not just that, but also like a lot of the quotes are just very emblematic of what we were saying, which is like the big joke at the heart of this is that these are dumb Americans stereotyping like Europe and what it's like. And so, like, I guess here's one that kind of encapsulates that where uh, they're deciding like. They have to take a flight to London instead of Berlin, and Scotty doesn't want to go. But Cooper's like, Europe's the size of the Eastwood Mall. We can walk to Berlin from there. And Scotty's like, Cooper, England's an island. He's like, okay, swim, whatever, we'll take it. And it's like, again, it's this idea of how we lump together the entire European continents and Mm -hmm. stuff, and the people and the culture in many, many ways. And we just will operate there so, like ignorantly and loudly ignorant so what about i mean we both love this movie what if you have to sing aloud one thing do you put on a pedestal i don't think i could do one thing um one of okay well the song scotty doesn't know is definitely up there um matt damon's under lip piercing i don't know i don't know I don't know. It's but it's up there. <laughs> um and um shit, international travel, like spontaneous travel, the like go to the airport and figure out your flight there. Yeah. Like that is something that just it really doesn't exist anymore, isn't realistic anymore. But I feel like the world would be a better place if it did. <laughs> um, so that's on my uh <laughs> Those are my three things on my pedestal. Yeah, my yeah. pedestal is all over the place. <laughs> I, hear you. I think I got three things on a pedestal, too. Mm-hmm. I think I got to put Vinnie Jones and the soccer hooligans. I fucking um, love them. You do. And Vinnie Jones just cussing for like 10 minute stretches and like threatening people is hilarious to me. I love that. And I love the part because it's something that we talk about. Yeah. It's like um, Coop's like talking to that random guy on the bus and is yeah. like, y'all just took cursing to another level. Like, because right. they do. They yeah. do. And I love it for them. 
Uh, and I think we need to bring more of that here, just more uh, rambunctious, innovative cursing. Yeah. Um, so that, I think, aged really well. All right, and I, that goes on a pedestal. Number two that goes on my pedestal, and I think this is really also ahead of its time, Good breakups, healthy breakups. Scotty does not really flip out like hard, oh, hard. True. Like he doesn't like go like he doesn't slut try shame to hurt Fiona. her. Or no. slut sh- well, he doesn't really need. To. There's no way to slut shame her. She's very proud of everything she's no, done. No, yeah, well, <laughs> true. No, yeah, but like he did. But, but he, you, in he this just movie, takes it. He just he, he eats never it. calls yeah. her like a bitch. He never like does anything foul. Really, he's just like damn. Like he's affected, but then it's like. The, like maybe the answer isn't also falling in love with your German pen pal and then like flying across the you know world to go see them. But I think that's also part of the funny comedy of it. But like, yeah, I, I mean, I think in, in a lot of other breakup films where you see like especially comedy films, they just take it as an easy out. They to just, go shit on her lawn or some yeah, shit like that. Like we yeah. got to get back at her like none of that. So yeah. uh, healthy breakups. And, and I think they might probably still be friends later in life. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then third, I'm going to say, is Cooper bringing European healthy sexual politics to the United States? Because in 04, it wasn't really like that. And he was the one who was really advocating for that shit in oh, th- in 2004, being like, yo, America America's was founded by prudes, yeah. which it was. Check your history. That's literally the reason they came over here. And he's like, I'm going back to get my birthright. And uh, and I don't yeah, know about that. and now we don't kink shame, and we've eventually grown past it. But I think that's what uh, that's number two on my pedestal. So uh, let's kind of I think that's we hit all the key stuff. So let's uh, wrap this yeah. up a little bit here. You can catch this movie currently streaming on Paramount Plus. Um, Make sure to check it out. (laughs) Um, Check out our IG. We have it. um, We post there when this pod drops. So if you agree, don't agree with anything that we've said, go ahead and leave us a comment. Send us a message. You know, just let us know. You also, if you uh, listen to our pods on Spotify, we have a poll there. And you can give us uh, your ratings for any of the movies that we've done so far. This is actually our 10th we in the double digits um, so thank y'all for listening yeah. listen. coming soon on video and dvd I love that we do that. Yeah, so uh next week we'll be talking about Death becomes her. Cool. And I know we said that before, but we mean it this time. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully we don't punt again on it. Hopefully that. we don't, but also be sure to check out those uh weekly hints because you'll Maybe know we'll what it really is. Again. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, so don't listen to me here. Go make sure you're following us on IG for the most updated information. This is a Gemini's production, so thank you to our producer Chibi. Thank you, Dominique. Uh, this was a great time. And thank you, Roost. Yeah, yeah. So remember, Scotty doesn't know, and uh, go watch your trip. Thank you all for listening. This we has out. been underrated fan.